thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies, and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the real food reel with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hi team and welcome to another episode of The Real Food Reel. Today on the show we have the next instalment of The Real Food Athlete, introducing you to Ross Kinsella from Melbourne, Australia. Ross is an APA titled sports physiotherapist and endurance athlete, running a tidy 243 at Melbourne Marathon in October last year. Ross has recently stepped up to ultra running, competing in two bays 56Ks and is now commencing training for North Face 100 later this year. Ross has been a client of mine since early 2013, where we overhauled his day-to-day nutrition and turned him into a fat-burning machine. There have been some bumps in the road, which we will share with you today, and certainly some big lessons for all of us balancing endurance training and racing with full-time work, running your own business, and the additional commitments of family and everyday life. I'm excited to introduce you to Ross. Hi, Ross, and welcome to the show. Hi, Steph. Thank you very much for having me this morning. It's awesome to have you here. I'd love you to share with the team your story and start from the beginning with your journey as both a sports physiotherapist, coach and endurance athlete. Yeah, well, in, in regards to being an endurance athlete, I've, when, I was, when I was in my early 20s, I used to play a high level of basketball with Gilsyth Cobras um, out here in the outer east of Melbourne and I suppose my, my biggest asset always at the time as an athlete was my ability to run and uh, it's something that I always cherished and, and enjoyed a lot. I, I enjoyed, you know, being a tagger, playing basketball and, and, and sticking on, you know, the, the, the opposition's best scorer day in, day out and, you know, I really enjoyed the challenge of uh, just running them ragged and, and then when I ended up joining the Army <clears throat> when I was a young, uh, young fellow out of university after doing my physiotherapy degree, uh, traditionally with the training, you do a lot of running. So, uh, I very, very quick, quickly picked up the passion for running from, uh, from those early days. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, my times came down very quickly and, you know, I very quickly moved from, you know, third in, in the battalion to second to first, um, with all the time trial efforts that, that we were doing. And, uh, they very quickly jumped up into doing 5k fun runs, 10k fun runs, you know, and, you know, as, as, as life goes on, you always want to challenge yourself. So now that would move up to half marathons and eventually marathons and, and now, and now, uh, just recently into some ultra marathons. Um, and mixed in between, you know, I've, I've, I've sort of ventured out for a little while and I did some, uh, some triathlon, uh, similar to yourself, Steph, where, you know, I, I did some, a lot, quite a, quite a few half Ironmans and, um, and some Ironmans as well. Uh, but recently with the, startup of my new business, Freedom Sports Medicine, I've been uh, sort of bringing it back to just just the one sport because I found that it's a little bit easier to manage time-wise. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Cool. So then, I mean, let's, let's dive in deeper to, say, the nutrition side of things. When did you first start really working on your nutrition or at least recognising the importance of the role 
of nutrition as an endurance athlete? Yeah, that 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 would go back to uh, when I started really digging deep into training for Ironman Melbourne during uh, the back end of 2012, leading into Ironman Melbourne 2013. Um, I had a, a very um, yeah, big goal of, of trying to get into Kona, um, and it was I knew I had the athletic ability to do it, um, but I just wanted to tick all the boxes and. Um, yeah, I had a lot of problems with my endurance training leading up to that, mainly mainly in regards to a lot of uh, gut irritation, problems getting food in uh, on my runs, and I'd commonly find I'd have to, you know, it's it's, it's not great information for, for the, everyone out there, but I had to find going to the toilet sometimes on long runs. Um, I had a lot of problems with bowel irritation during the day from just eating at that point in time too much wheat and and, and I had a very carbohydrate-rich diet, and I just I was looking for for answers. I was really looking for okay, well, is there a way of sustaining myself through these type of events without having to, you know, pay the price of all the all these concerns and gut problems along the way? And that that's where I, I came across yourself, Steph. Yeah, I think that's a really great story, just even to start, because you know, obviously, we know that sports nutrition is carbohydrate-driven. And, you know, some people accept that that's part and parcel. But, I mean, the gut distress is what really can be anyone's undoing on race day. So addressing that is, is certainly a priority. Uh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I thought, as you said, I thought that that was just part of the norm. I thought that's what you had to deal with. Um, in order to go long, you know, and, and, and to perform at an endurance level, you just sort of, had to uh, roll the dice and sometimes your gut would play up on you and, and you couldn't perform at the level you wanted to and, and sometimes your gut would hold up and, and you'd be able to go through and it was really a Russian roulette and, um, you know, and that, that, that was something I wanted to try to, uh, to move on from. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. It really is a game of Russian roulette, which is certainly unnecessary. So we're back at about 2012, 2013 at this point. So can you start from, you know, what were the major changes you made and take us through how that certainly changed your training and racing back then? Yeah, well, when I came and saw yourself, the biggest things that you, you changed was just trying to make my main meals more centred around protein and good fats. Um, so basically, rather than having a carbohydrate-centred meal like a, a crumpet or uh, some toast, uh, or some oats or uh, cereal. Um, it was it was more based around okay, try to get a good 25, 30 grams of protein in, in some fashion. You know whether that's through uh, some sort of whey protein or whether it's through some other sort of more natural source of protein uh, like eggs, um, for example, and. and Really from that, just trying to add in some good fats into the regime, whether it's coconut oil, avocado. Um, you know, I like to eat a lot of grass-fed beef and lamb. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of bacon too. I try to try to not, not have too much of it, but it's, a, it's, it's nice to have some nice free-range bacon every now and then. Um, I'm not a massive – it sounds like I'm a massive meat eater, but I'm, I'm not uh, – I try to substitute a lot of proteins naturally as well. But what I found by – moving more into those sort of having that as, as a focus is the biggest thing I found, Steph, was I just had satiety. I just, and, and 
and then packing that full of vegetables as well. So, you know, it really gave me the nutrients that I need and it made me realize that the food that I was eating was just really nutrient poor and it was just full of carbohydrates and it was just giving me that insulin spike, that, you know, satisfaction for an hour or two. And then with the training I was doing, I was always looking for the cupboards, going for the fridge, you know, give me something else because I just get that drop in the blood sugar again. And the biggest thing I've learned and, and from then and is, is, is just to give that, that, that more stability through that blood sugar is that that's what's really helped me out. And it, it helps me out not only with my training, but it, it helps me focus as a physiotherapist. It helps me, you know, it, it keeps my mood more, more steady as well. Like I, I find I don't get angry as often. Um, I'm more calmer and at ease with how I feel. Um, and I think that's got a lot to do with, you know, the, 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 the satisfaction that and, and the level of my blood sugar in, in my system, I feel. And I think that's the biggest thing that I, I want to try to really make sure I, I really dial in from here on in with my life. Yeah, I mean, it's actually so good that you experienced that. And I know you experienced that quite quickly because one of the big issues was the constant snacking, the constant hunger. But as soon as you get the balance of macronutrients right, so, you know, we're certainly talking fats, proteins, carbohydrates here, once you get the balance right, you you do get the satiety, the four or five hours without even thinking about food again. Absolutely. And it's a great feeling. You can, you can just, you know, you know that that's there and you can just go off and, and, and focus on what you need to do with your day-to-day tasks and, 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 and you've got a nice level, you know, sort of um, nice level sort of playing field to sort of kick on from. So it works out really well. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned the wheat was quite an aggravating factor for you from a gut point of view. Um, obviously, working with me, you did go gluten-free. What was the experience from, a say, a training and racing point of view for you, Ross? Um, yeah, the biggest thing that I found in terms of training and racing when I, when I, I stuck rigid to, to all, the, all the teachings was um, that I, I, just had, I just had power and I was able to kick on. So... Really, there's the two folds I found. One, I didn't have to take on as much nutrients uh, because I, I found that once I dialed in that fat burning machine, I found that my body was able to really, you know, reach into those stores and use them, but just take on fuel as a top up. Um, but because I didn't have to take on as much, that really led to far less gut irritations for me and. and you know, I, I could I could really start going for some runs, and I started exploring a lot more with my runs. I could I could go up in the hills a lot more. I could get away from you know areas where I knew toilets were, and, and I could I could really just explore and have fun, and, and that just opened up a whole new world for me. So not only in terms of the wheat and which caused more day to day irritations, but I definitely found more focusing my day to day nutrition on. On the, on the protein, good fats, and, and lots of nutrients with every meal, I, I found that that then led to a more efficient fat-burning uh, machine as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it's, your story is actually not uncommon. I mean, having to run a route where you know there are bathrooms can really destroy the enjoyment of, you know, a sport that you love. So certainly, you know, working on some strategies to heal the gut and get rid of the irritating foods is is you know, provide so many benefits from a health point of view, but certainly from a performance point of view. And that's fantastic that, you know, eating real food does provide you that answer. 
No, ab- absolutely, and it, it just gives you freedom of choice there. You know, to you know, you can you can go on map my run, and you can just explore. You can just create a route, and you can just go. Okay, that's going to be about thirty k's. Get this much amount of, of, of vert. You know, away I go. You know, whereas prior to that, as I said, I, ha- I had to definitely plan my route a little bit more strategically. Yeah. Um, bit a bit embarrassing to, to talk about it, but it's uh, but it's just the reality at the time. It's what I had to do. Yeah, it's certainly the reality for a lot of people, but there is a solution, which is great. Now, we know part of fat burning is faster training, so that's going out first thing usually with, say, no brekkie. Back then, I know you were doing quite a lot of faster training. Did you notice some improvements with that with, say, our real food approach? Uh, Absolutely. Like, initially when I first came over the start of 2013, uh, I was very reliant on nutrition uh, anywhere over about an hour, maybe even 45 minutes, I, I'd, I'd take at the time a gel out with me or something similar. You know, I remember, I remember running uh, uh, my first marathon back in, in 2010, I think it was, uh, the Melbourne Marathon back then, and, and I think I, I did that with about seven or eight gels, just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, you know, thankfully at the time my gut held up on that particular run. But but now now Steph, uh, you know, as I as I work towards it with that day to day nutrition and, and the approach, I was I was gradually over time able to extend extend that out to an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half, two hours, you know, and eventually when I was really dialed in, um, you know, I was able to spend almost two and a half hours out there with just water, and and um, I was absolutely fine. I felt great um, as long as I gave myself a, a good warm up to begin with, so it just allowed my heart rate and my respiratory rate to build up and and kick in before I did any quality work and uh, I definitely found that I was I was fine you know and uh, so and day to day now like I'll, I'll I'm trying to I'm gonna aim to get back to that level and and I, I like with all my, all my sessions that are an hour an hour and a half now like I, I don't take anything on board at all you know I just get up and, and go pretty much I might have an espresso just to get the systems firing a little bit but you know, I don't need to take anything else apart from that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So let's change direction a little bit as I'd love to share what's happened to you more recently. Um, I know there's been some big lessons along the way and we'll sort of take you or share your journey up to two bays and what happened on race day. So can you start from the transition? I know it's sort of coincided with opening Freedom Sports Medicine. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, the biggest lesson I've learned over the last six months. I I, I opened up my own practice. Um, definitely the extra time commitments in terms of uh, you know, helping to run the business. Um, I took shortcuts there basically, thinking uh, I took it for granted. You know how my system was all firing, and the lesson I'd learned with yourself. You know, into the front end of two thousand and thirteen, <clears throat> and really I started. Um, looking for, for, for shortcuts. Like I'd sometimes come home at, at nine o'clock at night after seeing uh, patients up till eight o'clock, doing notes, you know, packing up the clinic, uh, getting everything all set up. And, and my wife is busy too because she's, she's a busy drama teacher. So she she's commonly won't be back late because she's out looking after performances with uh, her school um, and, and there just wasn't any dinner there. You know, I didn't, I didn't think ahead, didn't plan ahead. 
um, which is what I routinely did. Like I'd, I'd do a lot of food prep on a Saturday or Sunday and go, right, what's the week up coming up? You know, Kate's going to be out this night, so I, so we need to have this meal dinner, this meal ready, this 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 food prepared. And I just cut corners and I'd, I'd do simple things like I'd, I'd get some Thai takeaway or some Indian takeaway. You know, I'd have, I'd, I'd, I definitely turned a lot more to some gluten-free pasta and bread options, um, you know, thinking, oh, no, I'll be fine. My body, you know, as the metabolism can, it, it, it's not going to change. I'll be fine. I'm all dialed in. And, yeah, I, I just, I, two bays wasn't a great performance for me at all. Uh, it was at my first ultra marathon, 56 kilometers. For those that don't know, it's a, it's an ultra marathon on the Mornington Peninsula here in Melbourne. And um, after a really good performance at, at the Melbourne Marathon in October last year, I was really hoping to do well because um, it's it's it, there is some hills on this course. Like you get about 800 metres of climbing, but um, it's an undulating course to a flattish type course. Um, you know, so I thought it would suit my sort of my, my strengths fairly well. But uh, I went into the day thinking that I was still really dialed in with my fat burning. But as a consequence of the, the four to five months of changing my diet and taking shortcuts, it, it really led to me going into two bays underprepared from a nutrition point of view. I took the amount of fuel that I thought that I would need uh, if I was really fat burning and dialed in. Um, but I, I well and truly bonked. I, I hit the wall at about the 32, 33K mark, Steph, and... Uh, and it was a really tough dig to finish out that last, you know, 20 to 25 Ks. There was a lot of walking, uh, a lot of soul searching. Uh, I almost gave up. Wow. Yeah, about three or four times. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. So so that, that, that really got me a little emotional there. So, <laughs> so, so, that, so that, that led me to, you know, just thinking – no, I've got to get back on track with this. You know, my, my day-to-day nutrition's been terrible. Um, I've been taking shortcuts. I really need to, uh, you know, get, get everything aligned in a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I must admit I saw your most recent food diary and there was five or six meals back in there a day and I thought that was really unusual. But this was after I'd seen your two-base results. So, you know, from a positive point of view, immediately I spotted an area where we could work on for North Face 100 and we are. So moving forward, what's happening now? Yeah, so what's happening now is, is um, I've decided to take a, a total reset and uh, I'm going to be doing this uh, back to basics with yourself starting on the 27th of January and I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped for it. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the personal challenge of doing that and uh, um, basically just trying to reset the system, fast track my system back again and, and start getting it to learn to dial that, that fat burning system back in again because I just know how good it, I felt when I when I, that was really dialed in. Um, and the biggest thing I'm doing too is just, just preparing, you know, now. So I've got to put time aside on Saturday and Sunday and just, you know, and just really make sure that I, that I, that I make it happen for the week ahead, you know. Prior preparation is the key and, and when, you, when you make time to do it um, and you look ahead in your schedule, it just makes life so much easier and, and you just don't take the shortcuts. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think certainly when your work hours are as they are, 
you know, no one really wants to start cooking from scratch at eight or nine o'clock at night. So that foresight to have something almost ready to go makes eating real food so simple. No stress involved, but you're getting the nutrients in. And certainly with a a 100k run coming up, you really need to be focusing on that the nutrient density, but certainly getting that fat burning approach ticking along again. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got to be patient, Steph. You know, and and that's that's the key thing I've, I've got to do is uh, you know really give my body time to 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 get this going back again because it it probably took four or five months for it to change back out again. Um, now I've got to just be patient over this next month or two and just uh, make sure I, I allow it give it time to adapt back in again. You know, I, I can already feel it happening with my day-to-day nutrition. Like uh, I'm going back to eating more protein and good fat-centered meals. And, and you know, as, 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 as I've mentioned to you prior to this discussion, you know, I can already feel that satiety coming back where I, I feel great for four to five, even up to six hours, um, you know, after eating. And I don't feel like I need to take anything on board, which is, I think, a really good sign for, for, for moving forward. Yeah, satiety is a big indicator. I mean, that's what proves to you that you're getting the right balance of macronutrients. We know what's happening behind the scenes. Insulin's low and, you know, that is really providing that fat. Absolutely, yeah. So that's excellent that you've only made those changes, you know, in the in the recent week since um, two bays, but already, you know, your body's getting back into it. And I know your timing's certainly right as well. I mean, obviously coming out of a, a 56 Ultra, your training volume's low, you're rebuilding again. So, you know, that transition phase when you're going from a carb burner to a fat burner, it's it's not sensible to do in the middle of a build or with high-intensity uh, training to support. So perfect timing for your reset now. And we know that North Face is not till later this year, so from a adaption point of view, you've also got plenty of time. Absolutely, and that's why it all works in perfectly. It's 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 funny how sometimes, you know, in life, it, it appears like, oh my god, what do I do? What's happening here with my body? But you know, then then to know that you had had this this uh, back to basics on it at this time, it just all worked in and, and then just meshed in beautifully. So I'm really looking forward to it. It'll, it'll be a bit of a challenge, particularly uh, for my, my coffee and my red wine. I don't mind some uh, dark chocolate from, from uh, time to time as well. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely starting to wind that back a little bit now in preparation for uh, for Tuesday. You know, and I've, uh, I was notoriously, you know, for people that know me, like I'll drink three to four coffees a day normally, but I'm back down to one a day now. And I'm feeling fine, and I'm just substituting that with some herbal teas, some peppermint teas in the majority, um, and uh, I'm finding that that's absolutely fine. It was a, a little bit of a low for a, a day or two there, but just had to breathe through it a little bit, call a wife up a couple of times just to get my mind off it, and uh, it, distraction's amazing. <laughs> yeah, spot on. <laughs> awesome. Excited to follow your journey into North Face 100. Why don't we do a little bit of a summary just for the listeners to, to grasp the lessons that you've learned over, say, the last year. What would be your number one piece of nutrition advice, Ross? Um, find what works for you. You know, if you've got some gut problems, mental fatigue, you're having trouble focusing, you know, if you're finding yourself going to the toilet when you're running, it's, it's that's not normal. You know, make sure you sort that out. Uh, make sure you... you, you, you really delve into what what's right for your body and what you need to do 
Um, you know, I've certainly found what's worked for me, you know, with, with you, Steph, and, um, you know, this, what's really important is just to find what makes you feel good. And, and, and probably on a, on a flip side, just, just um, with, we're all fairly time poor in the modern day world. And, and, I, and I think it's really important to just prepare ahead, look ahead in your schedule and, and um, try not to fall into a trap like, the, like I did over the last four or five months and just take the easy option. You know, look ahead, spend an hour or two in the kitchen. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's good for your soul and it's amazing for your body. Just cook some good, wholesome, home-cooked meals up. Yeah, I love that. That's key. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, you've mentioned some of the foods that you like to eat. I think it was sort of more directed towards breakfast. Share with us what a day on your plate looks like now, Ross. Um, I love my smoothies, as you know, Steph. So big fan of a green smoothie. Um, I just find it's a really nice way of getting a whole heap of um, good, good macronutrients into your body. Um, so I'll traditionally have a smoothie, particularly after a hard workout, like a long run, or when I was doing Ironman training after a, brick, a long brick session. Um, so I'll always have that pre-prepared. And I, I just use a, a big clean canteen, um, you know, steel canister for that. And now I find that that keeps it cool really, really well. So I can keep that in my car for, you know, when I get back and it, and it just keeps it nice and cold. So it's good to go. Um, and I'll just prepare that prior to the session. Um, yeah, if I have a strength workout here in the morning, I'll, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Um, a big thing I like to do is I love making frittatas up on the weekend. Um, and I just use all my old veggies for that stuff. So, uh, I tend to do a big fruit and veg shop and an organic fruit and veg, local fruit and veg shop. Um, the persimmon tree here in Croydon, give them a bit of a plug. And, um, yeah, I, I basically any veggies I've got left over on the weekend, I always just pack, pack that full in the frittata, you know, nice and easy. And then you, you just make sure that you, that way you're not wasting anything. And then when it comes to dinners, I always try to eat two lots of salmon every week. Um, I find that that just, I, I find when I eat a, you know, a good salmon with some avocado and some sweet potato and some greens, I feel amazing. It's one of the most amazing nutrient dense meals you can get. And I just feel amazing after, after eating that. So that sort of gives you an idea of, of what I do in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, simple but delicious, wholesome. doesn't take too much time. I think for a lot of people starting out, there seems to be this relationship that food prep takes hours. <laughs> and, it, you know, we all, we all like simple food. The reality is everyone's busy and you can keep it really simple. That an hour or so would be enough to get you started and it makes such a big difference to your week. Massive. Yeah, massive. And it doesn't have to be all that hard. I mean, you think of a frittata, it's, it's just got... Um, some eggs, a little bit of little bit of baking powder, some almond meal, and then just some mixed veggies in there, really. Um, you know, and you just whack it in the oven, you know, and in half an hour or so's time, it's good to go. It's pretty easy, really, isn't it? It's so good. I mean, I certainly don't have any formal kitchen qualifications, and I make it work. So I think, yeah. you know, it's a great place to start. Absolutely, yeah. Beautiful. Put some music on in the background, and away you go. <laughs> yeah. Good for the soul, like you said. It's good yeah. quiet time. Absolutely. Awesome. I love those lessons and I'm so pumped that you're back on track and it's all very exciting. What's your journey to North Face 100? What have you got on the cards as a lead up? Yeah, I've got um, uh, an awesome training run that I'm going to do in March, run by the same guys as Two Bays, uh, called the Roller Coaster Run and it's um, up here in the Dandenongs in Melbourne. Uh, and that's going to be debate about whether it's 43, 44, it's, it's around that mark. 
Um, so I'm going to use that as a real good training run and I'm going to start really trying to practice my nutrition with some of the things we've talked about, Steph, on that run. I'm not going to push massively. I'm not going to race it. And that's because I'm actually flying out to New Zealand the next day. Um, I'm going to have a two-week uh, running holiday over there and uh, uh, going away for a week in the North Island and a week in the South Island, partly for a break, but but partly also to, to help me prepare for North Face. Um, we're really... Uh, I'm just going to run in the mountains, eat good food, do some yoga, uh, and do some reading, you know, and that's, uh, that's really in a nutshell what I want to do in those two weeks. And then I'll come back and then I'll, I've got the Buffalo Stampede, uh, Sky Marathon, which is here in, in, in the high country of Victoria. Uh, and that's a marathon, but up, up, up through the hills. So you get a lot of climbing through there and that will prepare me well, uh, for North Face in May. Uh, and I'm just going to be doing some training with some, amazing athletes down here that are a bit quicker than me, you know, in, in, in the lead up. Um, I'm not going to push too hard over the next month or so as I get my body back dialed in with my fat burning. But uh, definitely once I feel that kicking in, I'm going to start pushing the pace a little bit more and, and testing the nutrition out with more race-specific type workouts. Yeah, beautiful. I love the plan. You've got it all set in stone. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see how it goes, hey? Yeah, I mean, naturally yeah. it's an evolution, but it's great that you've really got that that, that set in place. Absolutely. Yeah, Beautiful. No. Thanks so much for sharing your story, Ross. I hope everyone's learned a lot and, you know, we'll continue to follow your progress as you go along. Before we close the show, where can our listeners find you, Ross? Uh, so I can be found at Freedom Sports Medicine, which is a clinic with Caleb McInnes, who's a sports podiatrist, uh, and we, we are located in East Ringwood, uh, right opposite Marinda Hospital. Uh, our website is uh, freedomsm.com.au, and we've got online booking there also. So we're located right at the end of the uh, the East Link. So it's it's really easy to access if you any, live anywhere in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Um, yeah, so if you've got any concerns um, with you know, any injury concerns or uh, any any problems in relation to uh, how to get stronger as a runner and as a cyclist, that's really what we specialise in. So you can jump online and make a booking and it's and we, we'd be glad to help. Yeah, you guys are doing some fantastic work. It's so great to see. Yeah, thanks, Steph. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been amazing, the support from people like yourself and, and the local community. We've been really humbled by the response. Oh, it's been firing. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. I know you're also sharing some of your nutritional journeys. Is that on the Freedom Sports Medicine Facebook page as well? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do put up some uh, some uh, articles on there. And, and um, what I'm planning on doing too, Steph, is uh, I'll probably just put a, a video blog up. Um, you know, every 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 week for about four to five minutes, nothing too long. Just just giving people an, an idea of of what I've I've, I've felt. You know, each week along the detox journey as well, as we do the uh, the back to basics as well. So, just to give people a bit bit of an insight, if you if you if you're keen on on, on finding out what it's like and 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 uh, I suppose how it's affecting my body. Yeah, awesome. I think it's also a really great way of accountability for yourself. Like I blogged about my journey when I did the cleanse last year, and that certainly kept me away from the caffeine. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you, you definitely know you're accountable. Then you you know you've you've got to make sure you. You keep things ticking over for you for the audience, and and I, I like yourself. I like to do that. I like to to put it out there and say this is what I'm going to do, and uh, I find that that keeps me accountable. So then then there's there's no no going back then. 
Absolutely. And everyone's wondering how the hell you can possibly go without coffee. So they're dying to follow your journey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome, Ross. Thanks so much for coming on The Real Food Real. And I know we'll chat really soon. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Take care, mate. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.